Yo, it's Ronan Holloway, future mogul podcast. Adjust your bifocals immediately and, and peep it. I'm going to read your thoughts. Episode 20 of the Future Moguls Podcast. And thank you so much, Samuel Steesmore, for that beautiful intro music. I love it. Hell yeah. We're, we're right here at the Illustrious Tom, Timeless Studios. Um, special guest, Ronan Halloway. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're very happy to have you here today with us, Ronan. Happy and, to uh, be here, man. For sure. For you've, sure. Got, you've got a lot of stuff going on. we got a lot to talk about. So um, before we do that, we're going to go ahead and plug Timeless real quick just again. If you are a recording artist... You have a podcast, you do voiceovers, anything like that. You can come here at Timeless and you can be a member for $99 a month. What does that get you, Gravel? It gets you a whole lot. It gets you discounts on your sessions. It gets you placement in double sin. Oh, it does get you placement uh, in double sin. Discount on Dre shot this videos. 20% off. That is, that's deals. You also get one free mix a month and you earn points for every dollar you spend here. So you're going to save more and more money the more you get in here. Wow. And I know if you're booking with our engineer, Chris Turner, you're going to get some good quality stuff back. Yeah, he's getting busy. He's had to switch us around a few times because, you know, he's got lots and lots he's of big time now. <laughs> big time. That's a deal. That's crazy. But what's important is we got in here now and we're here with our guest, Ronan Holloway. Woo! <laughs> so actually, um, if you want to just start right off the bat, you released a new video today, actually. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, uh, it's, it's called Fruit Fly. Um, super excited to finally release it. We filmed it like in October. So, yeah. And I don't know if this was just me snooping around, but that was on Spotify for a minute also, wasn't it? Maybe I just found it a couple of days early. Yeah. So just to get out ahead of everything, we, you know, we're still kind of figuring out the like, order of exactly how to time everything right but we didn't want to like say hey it's on spotify when it wasn't so didn't talk about it uploaded it and then we got the premiere with um ghetto blaster locked in so it's a good look thanks yeah yeah Yeah. so we're allowed to tell people uh, it's on spotify yeah it's out (laughs) now it's out on spotify apple music youtube um and it's already playing on the double sin 20 playlist so you can go check that out oh yeah just making sure i can say that it's out there (laughs) (laughs) awesome the video was dope though. It was it was a little spooky. I can tell you shot it in October. It was a yeah a dark. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. Kind of one of one of my things that I like to do. You know, I don't like to do everything there. Like the forever video, oddly that came mm. out recently. That was definitely a little bit more like tribe called quest influenced and whatnot. Yeah, but I would agree um, with that. This was this was definitely spooky boy. This was definitely <laughs> the David Bowie kind of kind of deal here so. yeah and you you tend to have a lot of that kind of vibe with your music um i don't exactly know how to explain it but you tend to have more theatric elements mm-hmm. to your videos um the first one that i can remember thinking back to um the drummer boy you like mm-hmm. had your head on fire in it and <laughs> um you tend 
these tend to kind of have more of an acting element to it where you're not just, you know, performing one of your songs on video. You're kind of putting a narrative to it that that lives alongside of the lyrical content. So yeah, it's like a whole piece of art, like a theatrical kind of Thank you. Yeah, I'm trying I'm definitely trying to that's definitely kind of the vibe. I I come from like I guess you could say a metal background. Like I listened to nothing but ex- exclusively like death metal for like 12 years. I don't listen to it a whole lot anymore. Cause I kind of burnt myself out. I still love it. You know, represent Rock all that good shit. Yeah. Um, RIP Chuck Schuldiner from death, the band. Um, I think today was the anniversary of his passing actually, but um, that's definitely something like I've always loved. Like even down to like, you know, in fruit fly, I do have, I do have like some like emo boy makeup on like, and yeah. I, I, I was like going to ask shit. what, yeah, you, you were definitely <laughs> in some eyeliner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scary. But that's kind of plays into what I meant about the theatrics. Yeah. You're actually putting like an effort into the actual visuals. It's not just, you know, here's what it looks like if I was lip syncing the song. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, you kind of pulled that out. Um, you did the video earlier this year with Siri from Tribe, the Gallows video. Yeah. Woo! Um, the end of that video was kind of a soliloquy with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of kind of, not science fiction-y, but it was kind of like, grungy glitchy kind of like horror effects to it Mm -hmm. and it was um you can you can see your metal influence and you tend to do a lot of um i don't know like eye rolls and stuff like that that kind of um it gives it like a horror effect and Mm -hmm. it it brings it out of more than just music and makes it a whole different piece of content to be consumed thanks yeah i'm glad that it's coming through and and the the most difficult thing about that was just to try to embrace it early on like when i first started like with drummer boy and um the rolling peace video that me and lunar did before that was mm-hmm. like a little more straightforward mm-hmm. you know but then with drummer boy you know it's that one's like way darker and i just kind of that was one of my first times kind of stepping out a little bit more because you don't want to like look bad you know yeah like, of course it's 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 <laughs> and it's a very fine line especially when you're talking about that kind of spooky stuff and so Thank you. I'm, I'm definitely glad that that's coming across as effective and visceral and, and something that people can feel. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, you you had the background in heavy metal, death metal. Or however, I know there's so many different genres. Of yeah, they, they've subgenre the shit out of metal. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, how did how did you gravitate towards hip hop and, and rap? So um, that is always a, I love telling the story. Um, so college i was in school for music and everything and um like a lot of people i lived in the dorms starting out where'd you go um i was at calhoun so oh, oh, okay. Yep. okay um and that's where i met oddly and um so i met him and like a few other people um just outside at night you know like smoking cigarettes just hanging out like trying to figure out what the move for the night is and beatboxing and freestyling and so freestyling is how it all started it was like i, I started to participate kind of just for fun to be part of the crew, just to kind of like, you know, and you know how people are like, man, come on, rap, bro. You can, you can do it, bro. Yeah. Like, so I just started doing it. And then I think, I think where it started to snowball was when I wanted to get good at it. And so I would practice and I started listening to like more of the classic records, you know, it was like, what is only built for Cuban links? You know, about what year was this just to put context to where this started in 2011. Okay. Yeah. So that was that was like the early. I was at, I was at UC in 2011, and I wish I would have walked up on you freestyle. Yeah, <laughs> I graduated high school in 2011. Really? Yeah. 
Cool. Uh, we know we're old gravel things. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's a college in 2011. Then no, it's, I'm kidding. Can't it's not that, that much. It's older, only a couple man. years. Yeah, just a, just a, just like two two years ago. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> so you've been with Oddly since the jump. I yeah. Think. No. Yeah. Very frequent collaborator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that was the cool. first experience I had with you was um, you guys had a joint set at Ubon Festival. Yes, yes. And that was where mm. I first was introduced to Ronan because I Oddly was part of the organizers and I knew Oddly and um, he said, you know, I'm doing a set with another MC and mm. that's what happened. Yeah, dude, that was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I always joke about that because like I didn't have a beard at the time. And so anytime I see like photos from the performance, I'm like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> what do you think people do when they see pictures of me without a beard? Like, my girlfriend will post a normal picture of me without a beard and she won't think anything of it. I'm like, yo, people have never seen me like that. There's a lot of people who've never seen that. Like, you gotta watch it. I don't it. think I've ever seen that. <laughs> We've done 20 uh, episodes of this podcast together and I've not seen a beardless Matt. We're a beardless beard. around I've had this for beard. much longer than 20 episodes of podcasts. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, sheesh. Lord. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, oddly, um, definitely, kind of showed me a lot about how he, he related to hip hop and sure. freestyling and the craft and everything. And I remember one of my favorite memories I was just reflecting on because, um, so I work at a restaurant called Sacred Beast, and uh, do they have any vegan food? They do. Oh, they do. Well, then I will be there oh, at some yeah. point. Matt's Matt's interesting. The vegan ghetto is very good. Shouts out Sacred Vegan ghetto. Yeah. Now you're talking my language. All right, <laughs> keep going about the other stuff. We'll talk about food later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we have we have a really really cool playlist. Um, it's it's a lot of hip hop. So um, ready or not, by the Fugees is on there. It's one of the songs. And I remember there was this the whole day where me and oddly got together at his crib and like we wrote and i was just this was like one of the first maybe like three four times i'd ever written and we it, we he was just showing me all kinds of music he showed me gene gray and uh lauren hill because we were just kind of talking about like women in rap he mm-hmm. was kind of sh- i was like do you know any like what's up with girl rappers and i was like i've never i'm not familiar with that yet and so he showed me those two and i remember Hearing, and this is a really, really cool, kind of touching on the David Bowie thing. When he played Ready or Not, it was like, I got goosebumps because that was such a huge hit. Mm-hmm. And I was sure, I was like, I know I've heard this before. Like maybe I was little, like out, like on the radio, distant, distant, like memory that you can't quite remember the specific. Um, and that's just one of the coolest experiences. So you heard it, but you'd never listened to it. Yeah. So it was kind of like, it was, um, and, and again, like drawing that comparison with Bowie, um, it's kind of like reconnecting to this very universally accepting thing or accepted thing. Um, recently it happened to me again with Pink Floyd, which is like, I mean, one of the hugest things in music ever. And absolutely, you know, just having that kind of individual thing where, you're like, man, I, I've never actually played that album by myself. And then you do it and you're just, it's like, wow, I feel like in part of the club now. Like <laughs> You get with yeah. all the hypes about. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's called wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Collective, collective consciousness, music, all of that craziness. Um, and the thing about Pink Floyd specifically is they leave a lot of things in there for you to find. Like people have been listening to Pink Floyd for decades and decades mm. and they're still finding things in there like that's cool. Yep. Probably <laughs> finding some extra stuff while they're all tripping on acid. And yeah. Stuff. I mean that helps. You can definitely hide some stuff when you're in that mind state. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, that's that's kind of like where I'm hoping to go with my stuff down the road, like as I continue to develop kind of there's I mean, I have characters that I'm developing and stuff. Um one cool thing, you know, that that's that's happening. I think JB may have touched on it when he was here, but we have a project coming out next year. Um, I don't think he touched no, on it. I that. think he did touch on it, but he did not say who it was. Oh with. yeah, he didn't say who it was with. Full okay, circle, right. guys. Full circle. Yeah. The future moguls are slowly putting together this puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. We're, we're super stoked. It's, it's basically it's a three part series. It's called the Icarus Trilogy. Um, all shot and directed by Bradley Thompson, who did Fruit Fly. Oh, wow. um, and we're going to be releasing those in January and that's going to culminate in a show motor pub Thursday, February 7th, uh, with the band flocks. So it's going to be the three of us. Wow. And at the end of the show, we're all going to get on stage and perform the songs with flocks. Motor sounds like a great venue to do that. Um, it's traditionally a rock bar, but you've mm. performed there several times with oddly, uh, the mm. pink release show, I believe yeah. was a, awesome. a great release show to say the least. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's a great venue to do something like that. When it, is that again? That's uh, February seventh. February seventh. Yep. Mark yep. the calendars. Woo! That's that's big news. Um, I'm excited. Gonna I'm gonna have to guess. There is there a lot of smoke face uh, production on the project? There is. Yeah, it's so uh, the first and the second or the third tracks are both smoke face, and then um, a close friend by the name of Monk, who's one of JB's friends, also goes by Jay. Um, who, funny story, I actually, like, met a long time ago, like, at some random house show. And then when JB told me what that beat was from, he was like, it's my friend Jay. I was like, wait, like, is it this guy? You know, and he, he showed it to me. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> so, you know, again, That's like... That's crazy. Like, Someone named Jay, and you were like, oh, that it's that one guy. I don't know why I thought... <laughs> I was like, maybe it's this guy. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and it was. Not so. to mention the JB's name is Jay. Yeah. Also, yeah. I mean, to Jay pick that Hill. out is incredible. Good job. Good job. Smokeface is a very frequent collaborator with you. Is he this actually your project coming out next year is a is a lot to do with Smokeface, right? Yes, yes. So that is exclusively me and him. Um Fame from YNO is on the project. Oh wow. Oddly's on the project. Papagora, uh, I guess. Since that is that is it forever on the project? No. So okay, these so are, okay. these are like the, the, that's like a little bit on the way. Like we haven't released anything from it. Oh, wow. So these yeah. are all just, we're whoa. just, we're just like, we're just rocking. Wow. Right okay. Now. Yeah. <laughs> releasing some loose. You're leaving a lot to be desired. Then. Okay. We're, yeah, we're hoping to, hoping to, um, please everybody with, with, with the songs. So the project, the story behind it, and it's, it's kind of a cool story. It's, it's four years in the making. So the project is going to be called pressure. Um, which of course, Definitely a lot of similarities to YNO's uh, title for that pressure. Um, purely coincidental and everything. Like we ended up recording a lot of stuff like back in 2015 and whatnot. And then it just kind of like sat because me and Smoke at the time, you know, just it was kind of a perfectionist thing. Mm -hmm. it, it took so long for us to like agree on where it was going, what we wanted to do with it, how we were going to put it out and everything. Um and now we're just at a point where we we whittled it down to eight songs. We're like, yes, let's do this, and we're gonna we're gonna do a couple more videos for it and have that out hopefully in May. So you are gonna start releasing some visuals from the yeah. project, but as yeah. of right now, the two that are out forever, 
Fruit Fly, and coming soon, another one. Mm-hmm. Is that one also non-project or is that? Yeah, that's just another Lucy. Yep. Okay. Yep. See, I'm sitting here thinking you're gearing up for something big. Well, these yeah. Are just, well, yeah, but these are just little appetizers, you know? Yeah. 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 Cool. More or less. Yep. We're but just, I mean, there's a lot of big artists doing that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. take notes. Yeah. Why yeah. Not? It's kind of like it, it. And of course, like you, you sometimes critique your process or whatever, because there's, I think there'd definitely be an argument for us to try to like, go immediately into that album material now at the same time though you know we didn't decide to re-release that record until like midway through this year and some of these collabs have been in the works since 2017 so it was also a matter of just like yo like this material needs to happen too so we're just it's a good problem to have like Mm -hmm. i've got this one and that one and i'm just trying to figure out when to drop it all and um, so you mentioned you're re-releasing the Pressure, right? Yeah, yeah. I was going to bring that up because I swear I've listened to something by you called Pressure on Spotify before. Yeah, yeah. it was it <laughs> was thought, out there. Yep. When I saw when I went back and I saw Fruit Fly on there, I was like, did I imagine that Pressure was on here like a year ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So it's, I'm out there snooping. If you if you got a Spotify, I've I've creeped on you. <laughs> That's Matt. I creeped on Evan's Spotify, and uh, I I saw a change I I had uh, suggested made so. My work is going nice. Nice. <laughs> Keep digging. Keep on digging. Yeah, we're excited to get that out. And and um, it was also just about like making an opportunity for more people to hear it. Because uh, there were, it was 14 songs long when we released it. And when we decided we wanted to try to give it some new life, um, we realized it's like, that's entirely too long. Especially if we're trying to reach a broad audience, like a broader, like, greater like regional even hopefully a little bit of national you know looks somewhere um but um yeah so the one that i'm really excited for is this song called sirens and it's like it takes that movie element to like probably the most conceptual that i've i've done it's kind of like drawing from that mythology thing about the orpheus and the sirens and everything so yeah very excited for for that What's that? Is there a video for that? It will be. We are going to be shooting that very, very soon. We're definitely kind of like in the storyboarding stage right now, um, settling on like the colors we want to focus on. Um, there's like a very, very like huge like switch up at the end. Um, not quite. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Like I, Astro World is like a good comparison to that, like where it's just like boom, like and it's a different beat. So at the end, we're trying to figure out how to effectively like kind of show that it's like a, it's almost like a death scene. I love songs like that. Like where that just switches up. Uh, Kendrick does it a few times and those oh, are my yeah. favorite. Um, even Tyler doesn't really do it. Tyler, the creator, but when he is putting out a couple new singles, he'll mash them together before the album comes out into a video. Yeah. And I yeah, love, I yeah. love when he does that. I kind of wish the song was like that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I definitely like the approach you're taking. Like you said, it's a good thing to have, all these different projects mm-hmm. out here and you're consciously thinking about how to release them. Nothing like makes me more mad or upset is when an artist just drops a project out of nowhere. Hey, it's on SoundCloud. Everyone go listen to it. And I'm like on a Tuesday randomly, like, yeah, I'm just like, dude, if you work so hard on that and that's how you're going to like release it, why should I check it out? You haven't done anything to like, mm-hmm. you know, get, get us um, wanting to listen to it. So mm-hmm. it's just like, no, nothing makes me it's common sense it seems like but 
you still have to sell people. I mean, yeah. even if you're not selling an album, telling someone, getting someone to listen to it is still selling them. You're not Kanye. You're not Drake. Like it's not going to, we have 24 hours like in a day and there's a lot of like, for people like us, there's a lot of music we want to get yeah. to. Like, yeah, there's not, there's no one saying that you won't be in the mix, but like you want to solidify your spot. Like, tell me why, you know? Right. And once you do that, it's a snowball effect. You know, you, mm. if you become interested in an artist, that cell becomes easier and easier for you and they can focus on making new fans. Exactly. So once you put in that work and you're consistent, I mean, that's just how fan bases work. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that, and that's, what's interesting about this is what specifically with pressure, that's kind of how it happened. You know, at the time we, we did do some kind of promo for it on Instagram and whatnot. Um, like we released some photos that, you know, were supposed to reference a few themes in the songs and whatnot, but we kind of, kind of just dropped it, you know? And part of that was also from this, this feeling. I think a lot of artists can relate. There's like so much fatigue sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's just, but, but the creatively, you mean? creatively. Yeah. yeah. Like creatively, it's like you went through all of this emotional output and like ev- ev- evocative experience to make this. And then you just kind of want to give it like, Hey, like, but the thing about it is, is I think where you can make a better connection is when you find out how to have fun with that process of telling people about it. Cause you have to, if you want to grow, Yeah, you can't, you can't just, you know, some people like, um, there's this really, really cool rapper, uh, shout out the gifted nine. Cause we both love this dude. Um, he goes by Ka, uh, he's from New York. Um, he has this album out now called Orpheus and the Sirens. Um, he has an album out called Honor Killed the Samurai. It's almost like... Is it spelled K-A? Yeah, yeah. That word has a lot of meaning to me. So yeah, that's cool. Are you are you Dark Tower fan? Yes! Oh my God, is that... That's awesome. Yes! The worst movie I've ever seen. Oh, we're talking movie. about the books though. No, yeah. yeah. yeah, I know. We, yeah. we won't talk about that movie. That doesn't deserve any... Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you read the books, like you hated the movie. Me and Smokeface, like both read them like last year. We did like uh, low key like a book club. Yo, we need so, to. Yeah. yeah, I did it by myself, but I wish I had friends when I did that. Yep, yep. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's tight. You know, Hell you know, sleeve the fraternity. Yeah, he's got a rolling sleeve on one of his arms. Oh, you gotta ask him to check shut. that out. Yeah, that's epic. We need to start a fan club, a hip hop dark tower. Yeah. I'm actually a big Stephen King fan. I'm working yeah. through his entire uh, bibliography right now. That's 67 books. Jeez. I'm about 13 in. Including the dark tower? Including, that's eight of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. It's so intense. Yeah. No, but that's like, uh, that's definitely kind of, and especially, that's kind of where I want to take my visuals and yeah. all that kind of, that craziness, like messages and like Easter eggs and stuff. Um, but with the, um, with Ka, the rapper, he, um, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful music, like little to no drums. It's just like these dusty chopped mm-hmm. samples. And he just is like speaking to you and he, he like doesn't play shows, but that's just kind of like his thing, you know, and to develop a following like that is a different kind of path to adopt and he's able to do it i think because he was already in a bunch of hip-hop groups in brooklyn like throughout like from the early like like late 80s yeah all the way up through now when he's doing his current form of music late so, 80s in brooklyn that's like 
the time the and place. Spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but I think when, when you're talking about like, you know, trying to encourage artists that you see with good music that are just kind of like releasing it and expecting it to just like, you know, widen on its own, you know, you kind of have to encourage them to figure out who they are as an artist and what makes them tick and how to get people excited about that. Even yeah. if it's something goofy, like, you know, smoking weed in your living room and like making goofy faces, like, like a vine style thing. Like people love that kind of stuff. It's relatable. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smoke weed and make funny faces. <laughs> Yo, this song's about what we're doing right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> That's what a lot of my friends and like, um, Rio and my friend Corin, both of them at inhaler radio, like have been, helping me with their encouragement on um, just trying to show people what I'm excited about. I think that's when people say the word branding. I mean, people hate that word. I hate that. Word. I love that word. I'm a graphic designer though. So yeah. I feel, you. I feel <laughs> you. There's nothing. And I'm not saying any, like there's, I feel, I feel like it's like Skyline. It's like one or the other, like you, you either love talking about that kind of stuff or you hate it, especially with creatives. You know what I mean? You have mm-hmm. those like more left brained or more right brained or whatever. But, um, Really, branding is just showing people who you are, I think. Brand, especially on a personal front, is just a synonym for reputation. You can, if you want, if you talk about your personal brand, like all you're talking about is your reputation, what Mm. people perceive from you. And if you have control over your brand, you have some control over their perception. And that's all branding is, is helping people think about what you are. Yeah, I mean, I think you can tell me if I'm right or wrong as an artist, but I feel like an artist wouldn't like branding because it kind of puts them in a box. Like, but it's a necessary evil, especially is, if you want to be successful. But like, I can, I can see that side of thing where they don't want to be put in a box per se, or like, because you're creative. Yeah. You want to. It goes completely against the freedom of art to basically establish yourself as a brand entity. Yeah, like you said, it's like a, a reputation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, but I mean, at must. the end of the day, like, I mean, the most popular albums that you go and buy, there's a sticker that go, it doesn't. Even, it's not even branding at that point. It's a sticker, and it says, "If you like this band." You'll love this band. Yeah. And it's like the <laughs> listeners need those lines drawn, especially for new music. Oh, yeah. If you if you can just draw a line like to say this sounds like Kendrick is probably a lie. But if you say this sounds like Kendrick, that's a million people that might pick it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it doesn't sound like Kendrick, some will be disappointed, but some will find someone that they like now. So, I mean, I think branding is important. I'll always defend it. Um, even in music and creative mm-hmm. um, entities, um, especially these days with the internet, which is never going away, ever. Never. Maybe with like an EMP or something, but it's not going away on its own. So I think it only helps you to be cognizant of your brand. You don't have to go out there, put your logo on everything. You don't even need to have a logo to have a brand. Right. Like people kind of use those interchangeably. A logo is just a tool in your brand. It helps people perceive what you are. Mm-hmm. Knowledge. Boom, that was a little little rant there. No, funny. no, that's <laughs> no, that's really good. That's really good. I think I think especially like where we're at now as a scene and stuff, continuing to edify each other and educate each other on different perspectives on how to, you know, cuz I, you know, like for example, like I had this I had another project before pressure. It was like it was like a mixtape SoundCloud release, mm-hmm. which I could have done so much more for at the time, but I just put it out. And I've even thought about like, you know, doing some kind of like, I was joking with uh, Smoke about it the other day, like, dude, should I just resurrect that? Like for a brief period of time, like, you know, like one, like 
secret like secret show or something where I just performed this thing like that nobody heard and like one time only kind of thing like secret show huh hmm hmm maybe wonder what happened to those yeah (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a I think that is a great idea I'm here for a secret unreleased thrown in oh I guess it was released but secretly re-released yeah secretly (laughs) re-released what is dead may never die Got to give a special, uh, special giveaway so the people in the crowd that know every word. Yeah, <laughs> like the day one fans. Be like smoke. <laughs> no, <oddly. laughs> here's here's a birthday present, dude. Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah. So if I did have a question, if you guys could put a sounds like sticker on a project of mine, like sounds like. Oh, like, that's a hard question. What would it be? Because I've always disagreed with those. Hmm. Um, hmm. Damn, that's a really hard question. I will say, I do see some Kendrick in you with the um, delivery and um, yeah, cadences and emotion and energy. You're not just rapping; it's yeah, you feel that punch. I'm really trying to stay away from like horrorcore rappers because one, I think the great majority of them are pretty corny. But yeah, <laughs> as far as your delivery goes, like they're very precise in their delivery. Like you can definitely like grasp their message. They're very sh- like, you're not very straightforward with your, your theatric about how we've kind of spoken mm-hmm. about, but um, it's just the pronunciation. Like you don't have to like guess at what you're rapping. I, I like, I like to pull lyrics out of things for posts a lot. And you know, some of them I just can't, <laughs> but like when I'm listening to your stuff like it's all crystal clear and that kind of just comes from respect of the technical um, aspect of rapping um, which I guess comes from your metal background because it's very technical especially mm. with a lot of the guitar riffs like mm. you have to be yep. perfect yep. and yep. yeah I do see that I um, feel that I definitely I haven't answered your question yet. yet I'm trying to think <laughs> of a rapper or not even a rapper really I guess I could no, go outside that box huh A lot of people say, I, at least I look like Mac Lethal. <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> Have you but, seen but that? You, yeah, I, I know who Mac Lethal I don't, huh. I don't think I sound I don't, like him. I don't see it. Plus, he all he does is the double time rapping. He's not even really like... Right. Lyrical, lyrical. He's just fast. Mm-hmm. You know? We can't stand that stuff. I mean, like people will say... There's, there's a like time and a place for it. The best rappers because they can rap fast and... Lyrical miracles, spiritual. There's a couple. I'm gonna it's go like, ahead. Really I'm gonna anything. defend Tech Nine right here. Okay. I do like. I Tech love Nine. Tech Nine. He he's one of the double time rappers, and people will go on and on about how he can rap fast. But like, you need to break it down. That like like uh, the brand, like a logo. Mm-hmm. That's just a tool in his toolbox. Like, yeah. and he has the sharpest one of those tools. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. So he's a G independently for what I mean. Like he's done what he's accomplished, yeah, and I will say this also. Um, his music has kind of lost my interest in the past couple, few, several years. Um, I think he keeps writing for the same age group. And as people grow up, um, yeah. they kind of grow out of it. So, but yeah. I'm pretty sure he was like the first one. I'm not comparing you to Tech Nine unless you want that. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, I, I do. I do really like Tech. Yeah. I do. Um, I think... Um, well, the one thing I always love talking about is like I'm super influenced by by grime mm-hmm. and British music. Okay, I love English hip hop. It's it's insane. Rap, like I was into it like 
like two years ago, maybe. Yeah. But like, I still love it. Like mm-hmm. gigs. Get, uh, oh get yes. Um, yes. I get so nerdy. Jamie. Yep. Fucking. I think he's the hardest out of them all. I know. Like when I think about it, cause you have to totally reevaluate how you, how you hear cadences. Yeah. Cause it's like, and even with me, like with some of the stuff I was hearing, I was like, they are repeating a lot of the same words at the end of these bars, but like, it was so like precise yes. and like the destination was so hype for each end of the rhythm. And it's just like, you, it's a whole different way of approaching punchlines, honestly. Cause like how many times can you, I mean, I couldn't, I'm, I'm too caffeinated to try to emulate it right now. <laughs> I don't even want to try. I can do it really well if I have a song on, <laughs> but like, but yeah, I love, I love that. And my favorite, my favorite rapper is definitely Jay Electronica, hands down. I've seen you That's talking about that. That that would be a hard person to have as your favorite artist. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the album is never coming. <laughs> the other day, D8 was like, this new Jay Electronica song is fire. Oh, and it? I was like, where is it? He was like, nah, they just re-released the old one. <laughs> Isn't it Shiny Suit Theory? Yeah, something? it was Shiny Suit like, Theory. And I was like, I literally raged. I was like, dude. I was in my apartment like, what the fuck? Like, Oh my god! I had to look at it for a second because I was like, oh, "Am I am I in the wrong right now?" Because like, <laughs> did they just re-release this with some brand new features or something on it? But I was like, no. "Stressful." This is the old song. Very stressful. I just listened to the stuff that he has out. He's got enough out, even if it's like super lo-fi, like mixtape era stuff, and it's all good. And you know, there's and we like, still got his control verse, obviously. I love that verse. <laughs> Was that that. He talked about that for of, like a year, I feel like. Was that his last piece of work that he's really like? Uh, um, he did this, I think the newest thing he's done. Okay, I'll talk about the newest thing he's done that I liked. It was this thing called Letter to Fallon. And it was a single, very, very like theatrical. Like the the drums were just, it was just like toms. It was a dum, 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 and then like a small synth in the background, something. He doesn't need a lot. It's true. His voice is huge. Right. He's right. got this huge, like, like I like to compare him to Guru. I feel like he's got a lot of very similar, like, like you have someone like Kendrick who like has like, he's basically harmonizing with himself in so many ways, even with the spoken parts. And then you have someone like Jay who is like, who I don't think he even has ad libs ever. He just like speaks and it's so powerful and effective, like kind of like doom even it's like yeah. doom and guru. Um, but the newest thing Jay did, it was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. It was a song with Justin Bieber and this R&B singer named Pooh Bear, who I've never heard of in my entire life. Pooh Bear. I've, Do you know Pooh Bear? I think I've heard him on a couple tracks. Like, kind like, of like more like, like a Yellow Wolf song, or I think. Hey. It's like R&B, I feel like. Yeah. It's yeah. very singy. Hmm. It wasn't bad, but it was just like, it was just so random and... Jay didn't fit on the song at all, in my opinion. It, the verse was pretty good, but like, it was just like, what is going on? Just a flex from Bieber saying, I got Jay Electro on a song. I guess, yeah. Doesn't matter what he does. I would have never guessed that would have happened. Got your stream, bitch. That's all I want. <laughs> Rest in peace, Mac Miller. I love I love oh, the one with uh, watching watching movies with the sound off. Mm-hmm. That, that Jay Electronica verse is ridiculous. It's yeah, we just good. talked a lot about Mac on our, we talked about him in our top ten episode. We had an episode like two days after he died. We talked a lot about Mac We've, with Zella and Perez. Yeah, yeah, Zella and Perez. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that was a good episode. Circle back and watch that. I'm gonna go ahead and guess and say that was episode seven. I think I'm right though. 
Okay. I'll, I'll trust your judgment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was so sad. I, I remember getting, it was in our group chat, you know, like a lot of, a lot of people in their friend groups have a couple group chats and, and the biggest one that I have, like it was smoke smoke was like guys. And I was like, Oh, what's he up to? Cause I thought he was going to, you know, do something facetious. We usually just joke with each other. And he's like, it's like Mac Miller just died. I was like, yeah, it was crazy. I was on Twitter when it happened. I think I saw a gravel tweet. I just saw like someone tweet something about Mac Miller and then gravel's tweet said something like, I hope this news about Mac isn't real. And I was like, I thought it was one of those fake. I think it was a Friday. I was at work. It was a Friday, and we were I all kind of getting on, ready to yeah. leave. It was kind of that like loose time of the afternoon. Yeah. yeah, and then I got. I remember I have this app called Station Head, which is like a online streaming thing. You can make your own radio station as long as it's on like Apple. You can make your own playlist, and they'll play, and it's really cool. But they sent me a notification saying like "Rest in Peace, Mac Miller Mix," and that's the first I saw, and I'm like, "Did he just get to a rap yeah, battle?" I'll get to this in like, like 30, 40 years. Yeah. Did someone just murder him in a rap battle or something? And it was like, no, I started checking Twitter, just refresh and refresh and refresh. And like, this is not going away, dude. This is it's fucked. No, Twitter was messed up that whole day. Yeah, that whole weekend, for real. Everybody, it was just like pictures of him everywhere. Like, and it was just, I don't know, that one, that one definitely affected me a lot. You know, the, I guess in a similar topic, you know, you had the passing of, triple X yeah, and the passing of Lil Peep and, and they're I, all kind of related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I definitely with like this, with like the subject matter that was like a running theme throughout yeah. their music. When you go back and listen, I did it with X. Um, I wasn't huge on Lil Peep, but I, I went back and listened mm-hmm. to see what I had missed out on. Um, huge into Mac. And I went back and listened to all that. They all they talk about death a lot, mm-hmm. and they talk about drugs a lot, and it kind of makes you feel negligent for not seeing it earlier, especially with Mac. Like we all knew he oh, was yeah. doing I mean, hard drugs. He wasn't just like smoking weed and it, doing like, you know. He was like, I mean, I mean, there was that MTV show. Like he was he was into it then, and that was years and years ago. We knew about everything with Ari- Ariana. Um, I know that made it a lot harder too. It was like, I think they had broken up or she dumped him or whatever. He got into like a bad DUI accident. I think she ended oh, up. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. In retrospect, engaged, in like, retrospect, it's clear that something was happening. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, it was just awful. The music, awful the music just spells it out. I feel like he's always talking about dying young and getting, in trouble or hurt from drugs, and here it's it is. Just like, yeah, and then just after he dies, oh it my just God, it puts a whole different peace, tone like, on the music. You'll never, I'll never listen to Good AM the same way. Yeah, um, it's just a, there's a lot of lines in there that are very painful. Oh, knowing yeah. how he left. Oh yeah, I think it's I think especially with the conversations with these most recent passings is you know, and it's something that. It's something that didn't come up for me when I started to actually like be conscious of it until a couple of years ago. But like, um, the glorification of like the way that some of the legends used to do recreational drugs and stuff is dangerous. And I'm not. I mean, maybe that's a really like cons- too concise way to put it. Because I mean, live your life. I mean, yeah. that, I mean, 
anybody can do anything like being, being human is not an easy thing. And I, I don't judge anybody for anything that they do. But at the end of the day, we all know that about the drugs. No one needs to be lectured about it. Right. 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 <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's, I think as artists, you know, you, you know, I remember like there, there'd been times like this was back in like 2015, 2016. Like I was always like slamming peeps. PBRs. <laughs> Those are slamming peeps, slamming peeps. Slamming so it's just peeps. slamming I've peeps. never used that phrase before. <laughs> I bet you will now. Yeah. yeah, I got a lot yeah. of time to use it. Now. Trying to slam some peeps at the Cyclones game, dude? Yeah, dollar peeps night. Let's get it. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> but now I'm just like, I'm big on recording sober and, you know, and performing rel- pretty much sober. Like, I might do a shot before I go on stage, maybe. Um, it's mostly because, like, I it's... I can feel all the emotions personally the best when I do that. Um, but, you know, of course, like after the show, like it's time to turn up and all of that good stuff. So, but I mean, with like, yeah, performing and creating, that's got to be a high in itself where you don't really need an extra substance. Yeah, it definitely is. I, I, I recently went like maybe like a couple months or like a month and a half, maybe not quite that long, without having written anything. Because I was working on this current wave of stuff, and it mm-hmm. was all like visual stuff. So like my me getting the creativity out of my system was like going to video shoots, which is awesome. But when I went back and like penned my first verse in a little while, like it was like, it felt like going Super Saiyan. It was crazy. Like, and I hadn't even had any coffee or anything <laughs> that day. And it felt like I had like, ah, like it is a beautiful thing. It's a, um, you like your coffee then? If, you, I, I if like you're not coffee. watching, he's actually, he brought his own coffee yes. to this. Just a little guy. Yeah. You know, enough to get us through. through. <laughs> through. Not all. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, rest in peace, Mac Miller and Ben. And X. Yep. X. Skins. I really fuck with skins. I'm not going to lie. It's good. It's really good. Um, it's the same thing I was saying about Mac. Like just listening back. It's creepy. It's creepy. Yeah. They almost like predict it on themselves. Like I said in the podcast, last podcast, X's death kind of hit me the most hard because he still had so long to go. Yeah, and his sound we, was he was just starting so to, yeah. much. He was he wasn't a rapper. I I can't no, and especially on his rapper. new album, like to call that a rap album is yeah. to say like a quarter of it's the lazy. Truth. Yeah, <laughs> just boxing it. Yeah. it's like it's weird because like especially like with all the so like. Uh, the song I think it's called uh, "Staring at the Sky." Like the, mm-hmm. the it's a screamo song. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it, in in reality, I was like, this is like one of the best screamo songs I've heard like in a yeah. long time. Because there were there was a lot of just like any genre, there was a lot of like bad music that was coming out of like the emo and screamo genres like ten years ago. And that's when I tr- I was actually I have the same similar background as mm-hmm. you, and that's when I started turning away. Um, was I mean it just kind of felt like there was no culture in it. Yeah. And that's kind of when I came over to hip hop was when I felt like there's like something behind the music here. Like there's a greater motive for all this than just putting out music. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of like style requirements, so to speak, to like be a part of it. I felt like sometimes they've built their own culture within the music, but hip hop exists as a product of culture. Mm. And I think, it just has more longevity and it's just more interesting to me to know that the music's great, but there's more to it. Yeah. When it comes to metal, I mean, there's a lot of metal I enjoy and I, mm. I think we would probably agree and 
talk about bands for a long time, but yeah, um, I I drifted away at the same time as you. And it's cool. I think, I think you're definitely right about that. Like the the something as a whole. Whereas you do ha- you do have like like with metal, for example, you could definitely hear a band's story and admire their dedication. Because like with bands of any genre, there's like a special thing between people that has to be there and understanding and dedication and like you know or even the dedication to the band to where like you might not even like like one member or another member at all period yeah. but you guys still play because you know that the band has meaning but with hip hop i do feel like there's there's just more social activism involved and That's not to say that rock yeah. bands can't have that it's just it wasn't born from that yeah I mean, a lot of a lot of like if we're talking about sad music, there's sad music in hip hop and in rock, and in rock it became emo music. Now we have emo rap, yeah, which is the Full most circle. popular version of rap at the current moment. Yep. It's what's the most popular. Mm-hmm. December 2018. That's what's what's popping. Yeah, I saw a song. It got premiered on Beats One. It was Benny Blanco, but then it was Brandon Yuri from uh, Panic at the Disco mm-hmm. with Juice World, like. Juice World nominated Ooh, for a Grammy. If you would have told me that earlier this year, like what? But there it no, is. That was within the yeah. That was a 2018 thing. Yeah, like, yeah. January 2018, not a thing. Now, <laughs> definitely a thing. Yeah, like I think you got a lot of these <laughs> like younger cats coming up, and that when you guys that emo music that you guys were talking about that you're into that was popping at the time, and and I think that's I think that just speaks that people are into emotionally transparent music. Right. Emo music was huge. If you were at Warp Tour when My Chemical Romance just came out with uh whatever what was that? Um I brought you my love. No, it was right after that. Was it Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge? Or that? It was the one with Helena and I'm not okay on it. Yeah, yeah. It was the it was like the summer album for emo kids. Yep. And I mean just the fact that people are still into sad music means they're into emotional music. They're into happy music too. Mm-hmm. But when you fall in between and you're kind of just making it for yourself or it's too inward facing and you haven't given people much to grasp onto, that's when I think people don't find much well, interest in it. Everyone's going to be sad. Yeah. Get over it, guys. We're but some people don't like to li- <laughs> Some people feel like they don't like to listen to it. And um, I love it. It's like I'm, I'm connecting with someone. Someone knows how I'm feeling. That's right exactly now how moment, I feel. So... I don't feel alone, you know? That's why music is the great healer. And I don't want to call your music emo, but yours definitely has that emotional edge to it. Yeah, I I, I definitely would agree. I think, like, it's very visceral. I'm, I almost, like, when I'm writing, I, I don't, I do what a lot of, a lot of MCs do this. They They speak the syllable in, like, a gibberish language and just... Like I, what I try to do is I come up, try to come up with a phrase that matches the vowels of what I'm saying. Cause I feel like for me personally, vowels like, ah, or like whatever, like that brings emotion in, Mm -hmm. in speaking at least and in singing. But I'm definitely like not even, I don't go in with a plan necessarily. I, I, I hear the beat and I just like try to black out and make something happen. Um, Sometimes you don't have to say something. Sometimes you just need to make you make someone feel something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different ways to do that. You don't have to speak a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I think Kid Cudi was like a front runner for like what you know humming. 
Yeah. yeah. It's just humming, yeah. It makes you feel a type of way. Yeah. Like, There's absolutely. a reason people talk about it. Yeah. It's not just there, you know? I think that whole thing kind of got played out for a little bit, like, at least in rock music, when there's just a, whoa, whoa like, just like kind of that. vocal type yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like. But if you want to hit, not, people love that stuff. I yeah, mean, it's got to it's gotta be right, and it's got to be, it can't be come off as, like, lazy. Like, I couldn't fill in, you know, this part of the song, so I'm just going to, whoa, whoa. Yeah. But like, and bands Kid have Cudi, the luxury of being able to fill that in with music easier than yeah than rap. rappers would. But Kid Cudi, for sure, the homes are legendary. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely Young Thug, man. He's like a virtuoso, dude. It's like it, it, it's like listening to someone play violin. That's probably the first time Young Thug has ever been called a virtuoso. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> when he first dropped uh, Stoner, I think it was the first song I heard by him. I'm a stoner. I'm oh a, yeah, I was like. This kid, this guy is a fucking clown. But, but virtuoso, let's look at the definition of virtuoso. Because <laughs> by the time like Danny Glover, two bitches came out, I was like, I'm a fan. The this Jeffrey Project, fucking, that's oh what solidified God. it for me. Like why, like that reggae beat on Wyclef, oh, John, yeah. and it's just like hearing what he did on that, and like, um, and he's got he's got bars. You seen the he video does for uh, Wyclef? Yes, that's yeah, just so funny. Yeah. Like that's genius, and yeah. he didn't even have to show up. Yep, <laughs> genius, man. I'm a big Thugger fan. Did you look up the definition? Yeah, it was vague, and probably it'll probably work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, shoot! Just for good measure, a virtuoso is a person highly skilled in music or another artistic pursuit. So, yeah, someone skilled in anything. <laughs> Yeah, that is like that's like <laughs> way more general than I thought it would. Yeah, it's like really. That's a ten dollar word. A yeah. savant. <laughs> so genius. I'm here with my fellow virtuosos here. <laughs> well, virtuosos in this studio. Yeah, I'm, I'm a branding virtuoso. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Nah, I, I, I don't know about that. Nah, I oh, definitely think that it. everything, all of the skills represented here are formidable, indeed. And if we expand that, if we go to the whole city and talk about the skills represented here, there is no reason that we can't do anything. Yeah. I mean, there's reasons to go outside Cincinnati and do things, but if you have to do them here, you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even furthermore, if you have to do them for free here, you can. There's people willing to do it. You just have mm-hmm. to make those connections. Yeah. Like I always tell people there's that age old like interaction, like, hey, bro, like, let me show you this beat I got. Like, or this and that or whatever. And I'm always, I'm literally always down to hear anything anybody has. You know, it's, it's, I'm definitely willing to work with pretty much anybody. It's like, it would have to be like a real outlying situation not to do it. And, you know, sometimes I remember, I'm not going to name specific names. I'm not, you know, not here to do that. But there's this one time I was at the mock and someone was like, yeah, if someone tells me they, they want me to, <laughs> to send them something. I pull out my iPhone with the iPod right here and be like, yo, we could record on GarageBand right now. It's like boxing them into a corner to like force them to like (laughs) collaborate. And I definitely don't think that that's the way to go about it. But I definitely think that we were just talking earlier about how like there's, you know, you meet artists, you guys meet artists all the time. And you're like, how do I not, how haven't I heard this yet? And I'm hoping that the different pockets over the next few years, um, we'll continue to come together. Uh, even like, you know, Northern Kentucky and, and, and all that stuff, like there's stuff going on everywhere and it's all good. So, um, 
I think with what's come together recently with a lot of people we frequently hang mm-hmm. out with, like people that are playing in Northside and, and, and downtown over the Rhine. Um, I mean, we were all splintered off and separate. Like, I mean, three years ago, this wasn't happening. Two years ago, just starting to happen. And, and now we're here. So um, Cincinnati is dope. Cincinnati is very dope. It's great. It's been a great year. But honestly, I'm not even looking back at this point. I'm so excited for next year. I know. Like everyone's posting their Spotify numbers and like those numbers look great. But like, let's beat it. Like, let's beat it in the first quarter. No shade or anything. But do some of those Spotify numbers look off uh, fishy like some people's like oh like like how did how those things on instagram yeah it's like the thank you for have thank you for a great year like with all the stats yeah i don't there are definitely some that i thought would be higher and there's a lot that i didn't think would be that high people like 500k and i'm like did you even drop anything yeah there's also i mean there's there's other stuff that plays into it that we may not notice like if you land one playlist one decently listened to and followed playlist like you'll jump your streams a lot, yeah, yeah, just on that playlist. So, if they got one, they got one. And um, you know, this year let's get some more of them on playlists. We've got our own playlist going on Doubleson, the Doubleson Twenty. No more than twenty songs. So once I find something new, somebody's getting bumped. Uh-oh. Who can it be? I don't know. Ooh. Ronan, uh, Ronan bumped someone else today. He's already on the playlist. So <laughs> I wonder who got bumped. We'll see. <laughs> also added today, uh, Princess Tiana, Nakia, Shante. All I want for Christmas is you. Nice. Very nice. Very um, nice. I also added, uh, in light of the new Donuts and Alcohol episode that came out today, Woe by Leo Pastel. Also uh, playing on the Double Sin 20. Leo's awesome. I cannot dude. get growth out of my head. It's been in my head for the past, like, since we interviewed. Is that the, one, really. is that the one with Muosi? No, that's Woe. That's, that's Woe, oh, yeah. Woe. Okay, Gro- cool. Growth is the other one. It's, it's great. Both it's great. Like, I, uh, I need to peep that then. I need to peep that one. But yeah, yeah Leo's, just been, Leo's incredible. Good shout game. out, uh, I gotta shout out my dude JB Lamage, man. Yeah, got it. Funk. He's been through here a lot. Mm-hmm. He came on our podcast a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, and shortly after, he was on the Table for Three podcast. Mm-hmm. I believe that episode is called Ashy Nipples. If you want to check that out, <laughs> sounds interesting. I listened to it. They, uh, they Table for Three. They they expand on. Um, they go outside of music. We like to stick to music a lot mm-hmm. and kind of get into the artists' um, personal lives and. They go on all social fronts and they bring out their own questions. It's a cool podcast. So table for three, look them up. Our boy Tyler Hogan's top rope Tyler over there. You do a crossover event. We do need a crossover podcast. It's like Marvel meets uh, whoever. Capcom. Yeah. Well, who's Marvel? Who want, No one wants to be DC, do they? I like Batman, but I mean... I That's love that. Batman's my favorite. Yeah. When it comes to movies. They did him dirty with Ben Affleck. <laughs> Come on. DC cannot <laughs> get their movies That is together. not my shit. That Aquaman yeah. looks awful. Yeah. Marvel's killing it. Yeah. That's when you get that, that Disney money. Yes. Disney money. Trying to get some of that. <laughs> Disney, if you want a hip hop podcast, in, our inboxes are open. <laughs> we'll clean up the language for the check. Yeah, I've been wondering, I, like I've been wondering if I should cuss or not. We checked explicit on iTunes. We're oh, okay. Cool. We're, we can do anything we want to say. Fuck and well, goddamn, <laughs> it's been a good time. I don't know why I had to go like Tennessee for that. Own country for the end of this podcast. Hell yeah, brother, Ronan Holloway. 
Slam of peeves. <laughs> Slam some peeves with me over at the Comet New Year's Eve. <laughs> I'll be with Tri-I-I-B. Hey, that's a, that's a great that. point you just brought up. The Underground Showdown yes. is coming to the Comet with yes. Tribe on New Year's Eve. Roberto's going to be there. POC's going to be there. Like D8's going to be there. Oddly's going to be there. They're adding more. They told me they're still talking to people. Yeah, it's gonna everybody's going to do like one song, but it's going to be fantastic. We're having a great time. Consider it the wrap-up for 2018. Yep. Um, if you liked what you saw in the photos or if you're at the CEAs, imagine that, but like three times as many people. In a smaller setting and more. And, pro- and probably more like one at a time instead of um, like Everybody a hostile knows. takeover, which was cool. Yeah. More of that. <laughs> but <laughs> Next year, we're just going to run the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. A night two of the CEAs is just hip hop. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> that would be live. The CEA Hip Hop Awards. Yeah. No, the hip, yeah, no, the Cincy Hip Hop Awards are at Music Hall. Yeah. And then the rest of the stuff, no, I'm just playing. But do you think they'd ever, like, if it, like, as the whole city, like, not just hip hop, but if things, like, start to really, like, boom, boom with, like, a lot of people, do you think they would do it at Music Hall? I think it's a capacity thing. I also Depends think, um, I would love to see what happened to the CEAs at Music Hall. Like that building needs something like that. Yeah. I'm not to say it doesn't have culture. It just needs that culture. There's a lot of culture at Music Hall. That's a- mm-hmm. for sure. I'm excited for Blink next year. Yeah. I'm really it's excited for that. That's going to I be- can't believe it's been over a year since it was here. I that's Yeah, it's coming up already. <laughs> yeah, it'll be 2 years along October, with Game yeah. of Thrones is coming back. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, Game of Thrones. I wanted to get into that real briefly too. Um I think I read um, it was on the Ghetto Blaster post today on your um, your release of the video. You said you try to you want to be like a mix of Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So where do those two things converge in your creative process? So I think definitely drawing from kind of almost very Stephen King. It's like you have an urban element. I mean that's definitely like ingrained in hip hop. So like I definitely want to kind of have moments where I I stay there and I explore that. But I'm also definitely into like just complete fantasy. Like, um, you know, I'm trying to think almost like a Pan's Labyrinth kind of thing or like, um, you know, Dark Tower. Just like a melding of worlds instead of just being in one spot. Yeah. And and like and slowly starting to introduce characters and and, and, because I have this I have this big story that I'm writing. It's called Camelot. And it's characters I've had in my head for like a few years that are that I'm slowly starting to actually like write about and figure out who they are and like what, what their connections are. So starting to blur the lines between it's like, Oh, is this Ronan? Like my character is Cicero and JB. I wrote his, his character is Icarus. So we're kind of blurring the lines between the wings like, of wax. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Don't fly too close to the sun. Now. Wow. looks like we all know up on our mythology here. <laughs> yeah. <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sheesh. No, yeah. That's definitely, you know, and eventually like making films, like one of the coolest things that I think came out this year, period, was Dirty Computer by Janelle Monae. Oh, yeah. Good project. Crazy, dope, amazing. And the visual aspect of it was, yeah. Very, very dope. Like I I would love to have the opportunity to work in that setting like someday. But like that, exactly that, like Game of Thrones meets Breaking Bad meets hip hop music somewhere along the way. Where does Breaking Bad come into it though? Oh, like just kind, just kind of that. Uh, well, a little bit of like with the narrative direction, like how so it's not it's not the meth. 
It's oh no no no, no. Yeah. oh yeah we gotta <laughs> talk about I'm, I'm talking project. I'm talking purely like cinematography yeah. like the way that the 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 shots are done and the art direction with it it's like so like having an artistic language that explodes into something really lush and like colorful and like mm-hmm. almost like spell casting but also like has these bleak moments that are very very like intimate and and gritty and I think you know. I think one of the best things that Breaking Bad does is it's like, there's so many scenes where you see someone just thinking, just thinking, and you know what they're thinking because they know how, they know how to write to set that up. And I I definitely want to like, and building tension and anticipation and almost anxiety, like, you know, how does someone create a music video where you have this narrative throughout the whole thing? And then it goes, the music goes away for a second. You're just in this narrative realm and, and, and you're just totally there. You know, we've seen a lot of like, narrative-based music videos over the years, but I just want to try to take it, take it as far as I can and get really good at learning the language of film. Um, we just want, you want the story to be less, you want it to be kind of unspoken, mm. but still mm-hmm. understood. Yeah, for sure. That's, I, so, I understand what you mean by that. Fine breaking line, bad. But I believe you can do it. <laughs> the belief is here. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I do have to say though, I was late to figuring out about you, your music, but back when you first submitted for Donuts and Alcohol from, was it the Rolling Peace? I yeah. I think it was the first thing that I, yeah. I had really saw from you. From there to now and seeing you drop these videos, like, coming hard. It's it's Thank a beautiful, you, beautiful thing to, to watch and everything you just said on the podcast that's coming in the new year. I don't even, I don't even know what to expect and I'm excited. Thank yeah. you, man. We're Thank just you. excited. I think that's, a good place to leave it. Yeah. We're excited. Very excited. We're excited for next Friday. The, the what's, oh, I forget the date now. Is it the 27th? Next Friday? Uh, 28th. 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 Yeah. Uh, you'll be dropping a new video that day. Did I say the wrong day? No, that's nope, the day. that's the right day. Affirmation featuring the Gifted Nine, shot and directed by Lunar Thought, animated by Ben Elsewhere. It's going to be sick. It's going to be creepy. And, and it's going to drop on DoubleSin.com. DoubleSin.com. I, I got a sneak peek. Peep that. And I might have like grab a watch on my phone. <laughs> I let him I was, watch it. I was blown away for real. Like, <laughs> the animations are crazy. The song's great. Lunar. Lunar Thought's doing his thing. Lunar does. I'm excited for the rest of the world to see it. It will be... On DoubleSin.com. And to learn yes. that that is It'll not even on, on pressure Apple. just gets us more excited for pressure. Right. We're still in the dark on pressure, but yes. that's okay. It is coming. Winter is coming. Pressure is coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for so sure. much. Thanks for, for coming, sure. Ronan. We're happy to have you with us. We're excited for everything. Gravel, thanks for coming by today. Hey, I'm always here. You are. <laughs> Who else is always here? Our engineer, Chris. If you're coming to Timeless, make sure you book with him. He makes us sound real crispy. Just just listen to this. Just a good guy. Oh, yes. We were actually at Gary Owens this past Saturday. Oh, yeah? So we about died. We about left. This would have been a really lonely podcast if I was the only one left today. Yeah. But we would have got it done. After we mourned, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad but, you guys survived. Yeah. Gary Owens. Funny. Gotta support the hometown. Yep. He records his podcast here. So why shouldn't you? That's good. All right. Well, if you haven't watched the Donuts and Alcohol episodes with Lantana and Leo Pastel, go do that, please. They're funny. They're informational. And I'm in it. And Matt filled in for Tatum on both of them. So if you like this, you're going to love that. 
<laughs> who knows? You may see Ronan on there very, very soon. As soon as when when the projects are dropping, we'll get on get you on there and uh, yeah, love it. We'll get that promo run looking good. Well, thanks for joining us for episode twenty of the Future Moguls podcast. I'm signing off. Matt Shear with Double Sin. I'm Gravel Bear with Donuts and Alcohol. Ronan Holloway. And we want you to drink more water and remember that all things serve the beam. Yes. And happy holidays. We'll see you in 2019.